Kendi, Rockstars. Prepare for a treat, let's meet and greet some bands and singers that are super sweet Making music that's fun for boys and girls, help them learn about this great big world Fun for the family, yes it's true, your kids will love it and you will too Clap and dance and sing aloud, become a part of the kindy crowd These songs will make you move your feet and give your ears a great big treat So settle in, grab your guitars, and let's get to know our kindy rock stars Hello everyone and welcome to Kindy Rockstars. This is the show that gives you the stories behind the songs from some of the best bands and singers that are making fun, informative, educational, catchy, and occasionally silly songs for children and families. I'm your host, Patrick Adams, and each episode of Kindy Rockstars will feature an artist and a featured song. So let's get to this week's show. Welcome to another episode of Kindy Rock Stars. Joining me today is Val Smalkin, otherwise known as Silly Goose and Val. Welcome to the show, Val. Well, thank you so much, Patrick. It's a joy to be here. Nice to have you on. Uh, so tell everyone a little bit about yourself, how you got into kindy music, and all about Silly Goose. Okay. Well, as we've discussed, you and I often in the past, that most people start in kindy music the same way I did. You have children and you discover children's music. I had been uh, I had been a philosophy major in college. Then I went to Berklee College of Music in 1971. And it didn't take me long to realize that if I stayed in the jazz, rock, pop music genre, I was going to be dead in about two years. <laughs> it was, <laughs> 1971 was a wild time. It's that sort of Andy Warhol time. I just, it was crazy. So I thought I need to do something else. So I tried a whole bunch of different things. I worked at a university as a secretary, which I'm glad I did because I'm a good typist. And I tried visual arts and I tried, um, I, I tried environmental uh, engineering. I was going to do that until I found out that environmental engineering <laughs> has only to do with moving sewage. It's all about poop. And I thought, no, I was thinking nice lakes and you know, trees. And so then one day my sister said to me, why don't you do environmental law? And I said, okay. I mean, with just that much intensity, I went to law school. Okay. But all the time, I've come from a family of musicians. I, I, I got to mention them. Jay Lenhart, my brother is a top bassist in New York. He's played with like Judy Garland, Duke Ellington, Sting, you, you name it. He's been there. He's the most valuable bass player in the 90s. He's 80-something now. And then his children, Michael Lenhart, has played <laughs> with, with everyone. He did the trumpet. He did the trumpet lines on Uptown Funk. He's played with nice. Paul Simon. So, so I have all these musicians in the family. So there's always music in the background. Law seems saner for a while. Then I had children, like all the other kindy artists. And then I found Raffi and kids' music and a genre where you didn't have to be in a smoky drug-filled bar, but you could sing at 10 o'clock in the morning because I've always been a morning person. And you have children who will do whatever you say as long as you say one thing at a time, like sit down. You can't say sit down and cross your legs. You have to do that in two separate parts. Anyway, found kids' music, thought just like everybody else. Oh, 
I could do that and started doing it. It turns out I just love it. So there we are. I'm 72 now. It's been quite a few years in this business. I think I started in 1987. Wow. That's, and so that's fascinating because what an evolution of just technology and music and social and cultural norms. How have you navigated through those times? I remember my first Apple computer with a 64 megabyte hard drive. 64 megabyte hard drive. This big thing on my desk. And when I got my first form letter out with different people's addresses, I was so excited. It was like giving birth to a child. I was just like, look at this thing. I mean, that was, I guess it was in the 70s or 80s. Did I have children? Might have been the early 80s. I guess that's when they came out. And so, yeah. I, I had the first version of Finale for, for notating, and I've gone through every iteration of that since 1990. A trip. And so did you uh, release cassettes and CDs and all that stuff? I did, and it just so happened. Just today, I dropped off two of our original cassettes, Chadwick Sings, A Little Bay Music, which was went along with Chadwick the Crab, a, a lovely book about a crab who lives in Chesapeake Bay. And the other one was our first CD cassette, Come Sing With Us. And I dropped them off at an engineer today to have them hopefully transferred to a digital form. And I'm going to re-release them, I think. I don't know how they're going to sound. <laughs> we'll find out. They can work some magic, I'm sure, in the studio and, and make it sound wonderful. Hope so. I always think there's little gnomes who live inside the, the machinery in a, in, in a studio. They just, what you put in, they, they make it sound so much better when it comes out the other end. So you were releasing cassettes, then CDs, then I assume streaming came into play. How, how did you, uh, did, did you go into all of that willingly or was there part of you that kind of resisted some of these new advances. <laughs> I love new equipment. I love the latest thing. So we had, my first recording was a, was a Fostex recorder that had four tracks, but you could bounce them down to one track so you could really have four, three, three whatever. I can't, there's a mathematical figure for that. Then I had an ADAT machine um, until that died. And then, so I guess when the when the real digital stuff came that you could do on your computer, that's like, magic for me. I love it. And then to have a whole orchestra in your computer, that's just crazy stuff. So on the one hand, I sort of feel very guilty about musicians who are put out of business because I don't hire a drummer and a bass player. And I sort of wish I had, but I live in the podunk hills of Maryland and there aren't a lot of musicians around here. Right. So for me, it was life-saving. So I loved it. I and the streaming, I'm not, I haven't made my mind up yet about the point what five five thousandths yeah. of a cent that you get or five hundredths of a exactly. cent you get for each stream I'm <laughs> like a thousand streams get you like 10 bucks yeah yeah so i gotta i gotta check for 13 dollars i gotta check for 77 dollars that's that's a lot of streams <laughs> <laughs> somewhere well you, you never know when the next baby shark is gonna hit and you get your your billion streams so I have a friend. We all keep plugging away at it. So, a producer told her, write something like Baby Shark. <laughs> it was like... That's what my wife she told kept me. Writing, yeah. It's like, but you know, you, it's not like that until it is. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. Just never know what's going to hit. Right. 
All right. When did Silly Goose become part of your uh, your oh, band? Well, oh, I could tell you all about it. No, you you don't get to tell this story. No, I want to. No, you don't even know it. Oh, okay. So, I was doing a party with my. I used to have a singing partner. <laughs> Sorry, that reminds me of another very funny story. Val and Pam Kindersingers. Okay, we were. Uh, we we started. Well, that was in '87, right? So we so we used to just go sing and do songs for children. <laughs> I'm sorry, I have to tell you this story. So Kinder Music called us one time and said, oh, you can't use the word Kinder Singer. We have, you know, and we were like, what? No, you really, no, Kinder Singers, Kinder Music. So we thought, okay, we'll just have to be Val and Pam. So we, we and back in those days, you had yellow pages, <laughs> a real book where your name went. And, and so it said, we were thinking, where do we put it? Is it under entertainment? Is it under parties? We put it under entertainment because we do more than just birthday parties. So... <laughs> One night I get this call for Val and Pam, like, like 12 o'clock midnight on the phone. Val and Pam, can you come give us some entertainment? God. <laughs> <And> they thought, <laughs> I think I know where they, this is going. Yes, they clearly thought we were a different kind of entertainment. And I said, no, 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 no. We are children's, children's entertainment. So click, hang on. Well, I would get these calls and and I, I wrote the company. So you've got to, we, we went back to Val and Pam. Kinder singers, you got to get this out of the yellow book. Well, it was still in the yellow pages five years later. My son who's eight years old, answers the phone one time and he goes, answers, he goes, hey, mom, it's another stripper call. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have to understand, I am such a, like, little old church lady, lady, you know, <laughs> just, <laughs> that's what made it funny. Anyway, so I had, that was a complete aside, excuse me. So, uh, ah, how I started with Silly Goose and ventriloquism. We were doing a uh, Halloween party at the Bethesda Country Club near Washington, D.C., in a rather small room with 600 people, kids just packed in right up to the stage. And two little boys in the front row started a fist fight. I mean, boff in the jet. So I'd been working long enough. That I know you can't frown when you're on stage. You can't get mean with people. You just have to keep smiling. So I clicked off my microphone, stuck a smile on my face, Bent down and said, "If you do that again, I will call the police." And, and the boy <laughs> stopped. I, mean, I would get in trouble for that today, I'm sure. But this was 1990 something, 91. So they stopped. And after that show, I turned to the woman I sang with and said, "You know, I could be a ventriloquist." Mm -hmm. And that's the day I decided to get make myself a puppet and do it. And 30 years later, I'm good at it. I wasn't that good at the start. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Jeff Dunham wasn't either. It probably took a lot of practice. He's so have you he does four four voices at once. I have two. Silly Goose has a part of my brain which is hers. I have my part of my brain. But Jeff Dunham has to be divided in four and have these conversations going back and forth. He's amazing. Woof. Yeah, that's that's some discipline right there. Talent. Practice. Yep. All right. You ready to get into a song? I am ready. Our song today is called Love Bug, and this is such a fun song, but tell us a little bit about how it came about. Well, I wanted to write a love song for parents and children, and I, this one, uh, it just came out, and, and I just love the idea of dancing with, your, dancing with your children. So I think when I was young, we used to go to Saturday night dances where parents always dance with children, so I, I wanted to recreate that. And this song also got nominated as one of the best songs by the round glass some award it was back in 19 i mean 20 
14, I think. But I was on a list with Alvin and the Chipmunks. So I thought, wow. okay, I, that's that's pretty high. I was one of five with Alvin and a group from Brazil one. But anyway, here is Love Bug. So please take your little love bug on your lap and have some fun. And here you go. You take your mama's hand and you spin her around. You lift her up if you can and then you put her back down. You hold her tight with all your might. You do the love bug, the love bug. You take your daddy's hand and you spin him around. You lift him up if you can and then you put him back down. You hold him tight with all your might. You do the love bug, the love bug. Your arms around them, rocking and a rolling, swaying and a reeling. What a happy feeling! There is nothing like it when you take your tight and rock it, roll it, drop it, drool it, love your baby, don't you, baby? You dig your mama's hand and you spin her around. You lift her up if you can, and you can put her back down. It's such a treat to stomp your feet and do the love bug. The love bug You take your daddy's hand And you spin him around You lift him up if you can And then you put him back down It's such a treat To stamp your feet And do the love bug The love bug Pick your baby up And any way that you can Show him that you love him Huggling and a snuggling Give a little bear hug To your little love bug Kiss him, hug him, squeeze him Silly Goose and Val. Tell everybody where they can stream and download your music and how they can find and connect with you on social media or your website. Ooh, well, our website is www.sillygooseandval. And and is spelled out A-N-D because they don't let you use an appersand. So www.sillygooseandval.com. We are, if you look up, if you Google Val Smalkin Children's Music, you'll find everything i do believe we're on facebook as val smalkin and silly goose and val we're on streaming everywhere again just look up val smalkin and you'll find it or if you look up love bug val smalkin you'll find it for sure let's see are there any other places remember i am 72 years old i'm i'm sort of metamorphosing into grandma's place because i'm looking more like a grandma these days than the sort of clownish person i started off as 40 years ago <laughs> 
So I hope to meet you. Just get in touch on Facebook. Get in touch on, uh, I, there's Instagram accounts. There's other things. LinkedIn, who knows? All sorts of places. Excellent. Well, Bao, thank you so much for being on the show. All the best to you and to Silly Goose. Oh, Patrick, thank you. Thank you for what you do for children's music, independent artists. You are really a rock in this, a rock star in this business. Thank you. All right. Talk to you again soon.